you're about to go inside the den with your Wausau River Wolves. And now, here's your host and play-by-play voice of the Wausau River Wolves, Jake Senholz. What's going on, River Wolves fans? Jake Senholz here with you for episode 8 of the Inside the Den podcast. This will be the last episode of the uh, regular season version of the podcast. We told you a couple weeks ago that we are going to be back in the off-season form. Uh, starting probably first week of April as we'll preview the upcoming NA3HL draft. Uh, it'll be the third year for head coach Colin Bailey, and we saw throughout the year he really uh, started manipulating that roster quite a bit, using his ability to uh, trade and bring in players to improve the team, improve the roster, and uh, he's going to be looking to do some more of that in April uh, come the NA3 draft. We're going to have a lot of other updates coming up throughout the offseason, so expect that. But uh, we still got one more game or three more games as we as we record this, but one more home game uh, before the Riverwolves wrap up their season and we move on to uh, off-season activities. So let's take a look back at the Riverwolves' two uh, previous games last weekend against the Oregon Tradesmen. It was a home-and-home. Home. The Riverwolves took on Oregon in their building uh, down just outside Madison uh, last Friday night. And the Riverwolves lost that one uh, by a score of 2-4. to four. Scoring in that one for the Riverwolves was Jake Minch and Richard Zupan. Pavel Bakhtin and Trey Bosick each picked up an assist on the Jake Minch goal. Trey Bosick assisted on the Richard Zupan goal. Uh, the story of the night, though, was the Riverwolves goaltenders getting absolutely peppered. Faced 62 shots on the night. Uh, versus uh, the thir- 30 that the Riverwolves put on uh, on net on the opposing goaltender. The Riverwolves goaltender pairing, uh, which you'll find out in a second here, faced no less than 20 shots in all three periods. 21 in the first, 21 in the second, 20 in the third. Dylan Baker got the start in the game. He made 29 saves in just under 24 minutes of action. Uh, Caleb Sauer would come in and offer 36 minutes of relief. He was perfect in his uh, two-thirds of a game appearance. He made 29 out of a possible 29 saves. Cole Garver on the other end of the ice made 28 out of a possible 30 saves. Another storyline from this game, very, very clean game. Nate Brown picked up the game's first penalty uh, six minutes into the first period. But outside of that, Oregon called late in the first period, and then Oregon uh, called early in the second period for just three total penalties in that game. Riverwolves would lose that one 4-2, as mentioned, before heading home to uh, seek revenge against the Oregon Tradesmen on home ice, and they would do so successfully by the tune of a 2-1 final score, scoring in this game for the Riverwolves was uh, Trey Bosick, so Trey getting on the score sheet a couple times over the weekend. He was assisted by Richard Zupan, who also found his name on, on the uh, on the list multiple times, on the score sheet multiple times. And then J.J. Martin 
also got the assist on that goal. Bostick and Martin happen to be our two guests on the inside, or excuse me, the players only segment here on our last uh, regular season episode of Inside the Den, and each of those guys picking up a point this last weekend. And then Richard Zupan uh, having himself a weekend, picking up another assist, this time on a Pavel Bakhtin goal, Hayden Shoemaker. Also uh, also with the assist, both those goals are available to see on the Red Wolves Instagram page by searching Wausau R. Wolves. You can probably find them on the Twitter as well. You would just have to search, uh, scroll back a little bit further. The lone goal for the Tradesmen uh, was the last goal scored in the game at the 9:21 mark of the third period. Forgot to mention it was a scoreless first period. Uh, no scoring until the Trey Bosick goal almost nine minutes into the second period. And then Pavel Bakhtin would double the Rebels' lead about seven minutes into the third period. Sam Vanderhoeven cut the lead in half, maybe put a little bit of worry uh, into that sold-out crowd uh, that came came out to enjoy some $2 beers. Thank you to Budweiser for that. It was our last $2 beer night of the year. But uh, not to worry, the Riverwolves were able to uh, stave off the Oregon Tradesman comeback and uh, end up with at least one victory in their two final home games here this season. Uh, Riverwolves now head to Rochester tonight and tomorrow, Thursday and Friday. Uh, they're going to take on the Central Division winning. Uh, they clinched that title a long time ago, Rochester Grizzlies. And then they'll be back on Saturday to wrap things up on home ice. That'll be Fan Appreciation Night, which you're going to hear a lot more about in just a minute with Zach Surway. Uh, and then that'll be it for, for the Riverwolf season. Uh, just very, very thankful that we were able to have a season this year, uh, especially with uh, only having one game in December, having some extended layoffs due to COVID reasons. Uh, just glad we can fit in a full schedule. Uh, unfortunately, Riverwolves are not going to see playoff action this year, but it was a still, still a good season overall. Uh, don't forget, you've got uh, one last opportunity here to qualify for some free Riverwolves apparel. If you would like to be uh, entered into that drawing or qualify, you have to be subscribed to the podcast, and that can be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Just make sure make sure you're subscribed, and then uh, when you when you rate and review, you take a screenshot. You can either tweet it at us or tag us in an Instagram post at Wausau R Wolves. Show us that you've rated and reviewed the podcast. You're going to get a free entry for some great River Wolves apparel that we're going to be drawing in just a week or two. And you can have a chance, by the way, at a bonus entry if you uh, show us that you shared the podcast on your own personal uh, social media platform. We don't care where you share it, how you share it. Just uh, show us that you shared it around, and you can get yourself a bonus entry. So this week is your last chance for up to two entries for some Riverwolves apparel. And uh, we thank you to all of you who have participated in that already this season. That's going to be a wrap on the Inside the Den podcast, at least the uh, regular season edition, as mentioned a few times. We're going to be back in just a few weeks, but it was fun. I'm glad we got to get back in the saddle here in 2021 after taking the first couple months off of the season from the podcast. Uh, got to talk to about 15 Riverwolves players on the team, so didn't quite cover the whole team, but we will uh, make sure that we do, th- do so uh, next season. I'm Jake Senholz. You can find me on Twitter at Senholz on Sport. Make sure you follow the Riverwolves at Wausau R. Wolves. And we appreciate uh, all of you who have been with us uh, throughout this season. 
Jake Sunholz, one more time. Thanks for being with us inside the den. Enjoy the rest of the podcast and have a great summer. Take on winter weather with Fleet Farm. Find everything you need to keep your family safe and warm from tires, shovels to snow throwers to hats, boots, and gloves. Fleet Farm's got you covered this winter season. Fleet Farm, proudly serving the Midwest since 1955. And welcome back inside the den. Joining me today for the uh, last time for the regular season version of the podcast, at least. It is Director of Business Operations for the Riverwolves, Zach Surway. Well, Zach, we're here. Um, it's been it's been a good season overall. Yeah. Uh, some you know some questions, some extended breaks, uh, but we got a full season in despite everything going on you know, around the world and and uh, such. So uh, happy to be here at the end of the season. Bittersweet uh, was a good season, but uh, sad that it's coming to an end already. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think one of the biggest goals in it initially uh, trying to for this season alone versus other seasons is really just looking to get all the games in, uh, obviously with the situation going on. So I think <clears throat> the one thing that was really uh, satisfying to see over the course of the, the year is how we dealt with adversity um, and getting through different things. And I think if in a year like this, if you can get through things, play all your games that you were scheduled to play, maybe on different dates than they were originally scheduled, but to do it and to complete it, I think a lot of people at the beginning of the season, uh, I know there were some messages out there about kind of why are you playing and that type of thing. And I think at the end of the day, you know, being a private business, you know, you have to find ways to get solutions versus just curling up in a ball and, and kind of going home. So I'm glad that we were able to do that. and. And do it in a safe way, and I think people seen over the course of the season um, that they were kind of able to let loose a little bit at River Rolls games and enjoy life a little bit, and I think that's, at the end of the day, is what it's all about. Yeah, and I'm sure um, fans and players alike you know, appreciate the opportunity that was provided. Uh, we're lucky enough in this area to uh, be able to play hockey all season long. I know some NA3 teams out there and teams at multiple levels, you know, from youth all the way up to... Um, uh, the highest level um, just simply couldn't play uh, it's in certain areas of the country this year so I'm very thankful that we were able to get in a full season here um, and, and uh, it's coming to a close but we have one more home game that is happening this Saturday on the 20th as the Riverwolves close out their season against the Peoria Mustangs and that is going to be highlighted by the uh, most important and maybe most fun night of the year if you are a Wausau Riverwoods fan, especially a loyal Wausau Riverwoods fan who's been you know, coming out and enjoying the hockey here with us live all season long because we have tons of giveaways courtesy of our uh, many, many great sponsors. And uh, Zach, because of virtue of uh, capacity rules and stuff this year, if you you know make your way out this Saturday, you're going to have a pretty good chance of walking away with a prize. Is that correct? Or a giveaway, I should yeah, say. Yeah, that's, that's correct. So we have going to have, uh, looks like just over 100 different uh, gift cards valued from uh, 10 to $25 from area businesses. And I think the other thing that was cool about this year is we, in terms of fan appreciation, we have a multitude of, of different style businesses. And I, I think... Uh, people are definitely, I mean, when you look at it at the end of the day, a ticket to a Riverwolves game is $10, and you essentially have a one in three shot of essentially returning your your money that you're paying for yeah. your ticket. So it's a 
it's a pretty good opportunity to win, and I think people are going to enjoy it on Saturday night. Yeah, and um, obviously, like you said, 100 or so gift cards being given away. Uh, would you like to shout out a few of our sponsors that are um, on the uh, giving end of those uh, said cards? For sure. I'm, g- I'm going to sound like a NASCAR uh, car guy here. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we have we have a ton of different um, sponsors on. I think it's over twenty uh, combined. So Becca's Cafe, Bricks, Jimmy John's, Burger King, Papa Murphy's, Milwaukee Burger Company, Quick Trip, uh, Wow, Scani's, La Taqueria, uh, City Grill, McDonald's, and then also Twenty Five Ten Restaurant, Sam's Pizza, Pizza Ranch, Herberts and Gerberts, Dick Sporting Goods, Noodles and Company. The Tannin Studio, Culver's, and Triggs, uh, and then Subway as well. So, ton of different businesses that see the value in the river rolls and what we're doing and, and want to be a part of fan appreciation. Yeah, so again, uh, this night is all, all about you out there, the fans. And uh, so we want to say thank you to you for supporting us all season. Of course, thank you uh, to all of our wonderful sponsors making this night possible and supporting us all season as well. Uh, Zach, I know you'll be back, and we'll talk probably plenty over the off season. But uh, any final thoughts here, just as we uh, wrap up the regular season and the regular season version of the podcast? Yeah, I mean, just thanks again to all the the people that make this thing go. Uh, as you know, there's a there's a lot of different people that help make this thing be successful, and uh, we couldn't do it without them. Whether it's the sponsors, the fans, the billet families, uh, the game day staff, the interns. Uh, those are the people that really make it go and, and make me look smart. So I'm happy for all those people to, to be to be a part of this and um, another successful year of rules hockey. Yeah, and of course, uh, Duncan Woodall as well on top of that and his uh, late wife, Terry, obviously, making all of this possible and uh, helping bring NA3 hockey to Wausau, Wisconsin. So a uh, big thank you to all of you, uh, everybody that Zach mentioned, and uh, everybody else, thank you for tuning in on hockey tv all season long and don't forget you got one more opportunity if you're not in the wausau area tune in uh tj will be on the call um and uh you can watch the riverwolves take on the peoria mustangs one more time over on hockey tv uh so that's it for zach and i uh this season we'll be back in probably two weeks or so and uh get you started on the off-season version of the podcast gonna be looking forward to the na3 draft as well as, I'm sure, uh, many different things as we head into the summer months. So, Zach, thank you very much. I know you're looking forward to Saturday, and we hope to uh, see you all out here. Go Wolves. Hey, fans, upgrade your windows and doors before winter is here. Visit our partners at Exquisite Windows and Doors. Request a free quote at exquisitewindowsanddoors.com. And welcome back inside the den. Joining me today for our players-only segment is number 21, he is a defenseman out of Hopkins, Minnesota. It is J.J. Martin. J.J., thanks for taking a few minutes with me here this morning. I know you guys about to hop on a bus for a couple games in Rochester and then uh, look to finish up the season, hopefully, with a victory here on home ice against Peoria. Um, let's let's start right there, uh, and before we head back and, and learn a little bit about you, uh, what are you hoping to accomplish, I guess, as a team, maybe personal goal here as we uh, end the season, but three final games. What are you guys looking to maybe knock out or uh, what would make you proud of the season here if you accomplish it in these last few games? Um, well, definitely this weekend is going to be a lot of fun. We get to go to Rochester. We stay in an awesome hotel. We get to be with each other. All the guys are having a lot of fun together. Um, 
I think the main thing would be to get a win. We've we've had trouble with both of these teams all season. We've only beat Peoria once. To beat them on home ice would be awesome for our for our fans, of course, for our last game, and then um, just for a pride thing. Um, so I think that'd be the main main thing we'd want to take away from this. Yeah, and I'm sure weekend. I'm sure the same goes against Rochester. Um, it, even reaching back to last season, Rochester's just been uh, kind of an Achilles heel of this Wasser River West program. So it'd be nice to beat them, especially on their home ice. Um, so let's take it back just a little bit. Um, as mentioned, you're from Hopkins, Minnesota, obviously growing up in the hockey state. I'm assuming you started as, as a very young hockey player, is that correct? Oh, yeah. Started skating out on my uh, front park when I was probably four or five years old. Okay. As is the story for many of us that are from uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, here in this area. Uh, tell me a little bit about your youth hockey experience, though. When did you really uh, start to take hockey seriously and know that you wanted to pursue it, say, after high school, maybe try and make a, make a career out of it type thing? Just walk me a little bit through uh, growing up playing hockey uh, in Minnesota and then how you ultimately ended up here with the Riverwolves. Um, youth hockey started, I think I started as a forward just skating around. I don't know if there was really, like, positions in mites, but um, tried goalie out for a little bit, tried that out for a year. Um, was it I, for you? Uh, or yeah, what? it wasn't for me. I just, I think I got sick of it. That's funny because I, I started uh, playing goalie. My, I played goalie my whole life, but I started my second year at mites. I absolutely loved it, and I never went back. So. Yeah, I just couldn't catch on. I think I wanted to skate out more. I was a, a pretty good skater from the start, so I think I stuck with that. That's fair. Um, all the way up through, up until Bantams, I was a forward, and then at Bantams I got switched around to being a defense, um, and I think I really found kind of where I wanted to play hockey for the rest of my hockey playing career back there. Um, and since then, uh, been playing defense, obviously. Played defense all my high school season. Uh, last year, played defense for my team in Thief River Falls, uh, where I played last year. And then this year, um, still playing defense with the River Wolves. But last year, played in Thief River Falls, Minnesota, with the Norskis up there. We play at an awesome rink, the Ralph, the little Ralph Engelstead rink up there. Um, had my season shut up, or cut a little bit short um, from an injury. Uh, and then when COVID was hitting, I was kind of already home nursing that injury, getting recouped, trying to get that back on track. Um, so it's been a, it was a long process all summer. Um, and then when I found out that that team wasn't playing this season, my coach from last season, my assistant coach, uh, got me connected with Colin here. And uh, it's been, we're glad to have you here. You've been uh, one of the more durable players. Uh, I know you just spoke a little bit about an injury that you recovered from, but now this season, uh, you've played 35 games, which is uh, the second most on the team behind a couple of your teammates, including uh, Trey, if you want to step over here. We're joined now by uh, Trey Bosick, and it's perfect timing, so I wanted to ask both of you guys this question, and then Trey, I'll, I'll ask you a little bit about your uh, background. But uh, you are uh, not only the points leader on the team, but you're tied uh, for most games played this season at 37 um, with Casey Couture and I believe one other player. Uh, do you guys, how important is that uh, in your mind, uh, the the ability to stay on the ice, really use up all of the time that's available to you here in juniors, 
and uh, I guess not have to nurse injuries and things like that. Uh, how, how important is it to your skater development and things like that to be on the ice uh, that often? Well, um, it's pretty nice. Being able to come down here and um, get a lot of ice time, because last year with my high school team, we had about 55 minutes of practice every day after school, and that was all we got. But it's nice to come down here and be able to stay a little later if you want to get a little better. Yeah, and um, I'd say with staying on the ice is just off the ice, taking care of yourself. It's really hard when it's practice every day, especially if you have a hard practice or you're you're taking hits all the time, you're skating all the time, your your body can only handle so much, so taking care of yourself off the ice is something you really gotta try to do. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, and and uh, you guys both obviously uh, leaders, both on the uh, forward side of things and the defensive side of things. As mentioned, a lot of games played, a lot of minutes played, a lot of games started. We'll go back to you, Trey. You, as I mentioned, are leading the team in points right now with 19, and that uh, came in the form of six goals and 13 assists. Uh, growing up, uh, did you have you always been more of like a playmaker, or uh, do you consider yourself a goal scorer? And this year, you just ended up with a few more assists. Or uh, how how would you really classify your game? I'd say all the way up until about Bantams, I was a goal scorer, and then I hit that, and I started playing with a lot of older kids, so I had to find my presence out there by just making plays and using my vision to get the better players the puck. But yeah, and then I came here, started the season off pretty slow, um, finally found myself here a little bit, and then, yeah, the last five games I've had a pretty good couple games. Yeah, um, and, and something else I've noticed, a trend for you guys, again, going back to that so much ice time, yet uh, Trey only 16 penalty minutes on the season, JJ only 14 penalty minutes on the season. Uh, do you guys, is that something you pride yourself on, or is it, are you used to being in the box more, or do you just try and stay out of the box, because that gives you, you know, if you're in the box, you can't score a goal, right? Uh, so, is that, I mean, 16 and 14, as you look through the roster, that's some of the lower numbers on the team. Um, is that something you guys thought about all season, or is that just kind of happenstance, that you both are uh, a low in the penalty category? I mean, I don't think either of us are cheap or play too hard sometimes, or get our sticks up in the air too much, anything like that. So I think it just kind of happens um, by the way a player plays and how much he moves his feet and how lazy he is. So if you aren't lazy and you move your feet and you keep your stick down, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, and we stay in the locker room before every game, sail the box if we want to win games. So, yeah. Yeah, and that has proven true uh, both for you guys and opponents time after time after time. You know, big penalties and big moments will uh, swing the game one way or the other almost always. Uh, Trey, let's take it back uh, just for a second. I want to um, know a little bit about your uh, history playing hockey growing up. Uh, Trey, by the way, wears the number eight here in Wausau. He's from Iron River, Michigan. Uh, tell me real quickly, what was your experience of playing youth hockey in Iron River, um, growing up playing hockey in Michigan, and how did you ultimately make your way here to the River Wolves? Well, uh, I started at a little later age than most people, so that kind of was a little hard to get into. And then playing out of a small town, there wasn't very much eyes watching. We won a few state championships, but didn't get much out of it. And then my high school co-op with Kingsford for high school hockey, and then I was going to go play in the SI on the same team as JJ, but their season got canceled, so Colin called me and asked if I wanted to come down and play here. 
Well, and again, like I said for JJ, it worked out for the Riverwolves. Glad to have you guys here. Um, so let's transition a little bit uh, to... I had already asked JJ about uh, this weekend, and he gave me a, a pretty pretty good answer. So let's transition to the off offseason. Uh, what's one thing that you guys want to work on personally uh, during this off season, and where are you hoping to find yourselves next year? You think uh, another another year NA three? Are you trying to move up to the to the NAHL? Um, what's the goal for the off season here, and then uh, moving into next season? Um, my goal for the off season is to work on my skating a little more, and then hopefully the plan for next year is to play in a little higher level league. Yeah, I'd say for me it's probably. Um, gain a few pounds of muscle or some weight um, playing at a higher level you need to need to throw your weight around a little bit um, and just being stronger than anybody and or faster than anybody is uh, definitely advantage you can take with you if you want to progress at a higher level and I think um, I'd try to play at a higher level next year either go back to the team I played for last year or find myself uh, in a higher league if that happens and I think you guys both obviously have the uh, the ability and the talent uh, everything else it takes to play at a higher level so I wish you both uh, luck moving forward and uh, again glad to have you here this season um, with the Riverwolves uh, just a couple more quick questions and then I'll let you guys go um, what are some other activities uh, speaking of the offseason uh, what are you, some other activities you guys have planned this summer besides the weight room besides working on hockey skills you gonna be working at all? Are you guys golf guys? Uh, how, how do you like to spend your summers? Big golf guy. Yeah, definitely golfing. Um, there's some lakes in Minnesota, probably beyond those. Um, What's your average? What do you guys shoot on average? If I break 95, it's a good day. Yeah, for me, it's yeah. about 76, 77. Oh, so there's a bit of, bit of a difference. I fall pretty much right in the middle. Like, if I'm in the 80s, I'm happy. If I start to hit 90, I'm starting to get a little disappointed. But, man, I've never shot in the 70s in my life. So yeah, it was either hockey or golf, so I stuck with hockey. Yeah, and, I mean, they, they go hand in hand. You can play golf, you know, the rest of your life as well. So um, I guess uh, that's pretty much all I got for you guys. Uh, maybe one final question looking back. Uh, what was, uh, since it sounds like, probably going to be the only year uh, on the Riverwolves for you guys. Um, what's the highlight of the season? What are you going to take really take away from your opportunity playing hockey here in Wausau? Uh, I'd probably say all the teammates and friends I made here. I mean, we've got an awesome group of guys, and we all have a blast with each other. We, we go, go out to eat, go hang out at each other's houses. We go out to movies. We go bowling. We go play pickleball or whatever so probably the friendships I've made while I've been here. Yeah, I, I know Colin really tries to uh, make sure, you know, you guys uh, spend a lot of time together and, and try to plan a few activities too, but I'm sure you guys do that, you know, outside on your own as well, just as buddies. Uh, Trey, same question to you. Oh, yeah, just the friendships I made uh, coming here and having the younger coaches is pretty nice too because they kind of are in, like, the same area we are, just trying to get better and get to a higher level. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. I'm going to let you go. Again, uh, good luck this weekend. Two games against Rochester and then finishing things up here on home ice. I uh, wish you the best luck. Hopefully, hopefully you can grab a couple wins. And uh, hopefully we'll see you uh, at higher levels and beyond uh, in, in coming seasons. So, again, thanks for uh, sitting down here this morning. And uh, good luck this weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. And uh, have a great summer. Have, have fun playing golf. Yeah, you too. So. All right, that is number 21, defenseman J.J. Martin, number 8, forward Trey Bosick.